everyone. Welcome back to JCM Prepare the Way. My name is Carol and I am here with Mallory. And we are just so grateful that y'all are tuning in today because we have some good news, Mallory. Yes, we are so excited. So we have officially hit a thousand downloads, you guys. We're so excited. And I that's only download. So there's more people who listen because I don't always download podcasts as well. So, so yeah, we're I just, think it's different. I yeah, don't know. I think <laughs> you guys, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so we are so just happy that you guys are listening and following us and we need to celebrate. We need to like, yeah, we need to celebrate. Go that. get ice cream or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't need ice cream, but yeah, we're just grateful. You know, a thousand downloads probably isn't much to somebody out there, but it is to us. And yeah, so, uh-huh. We are just happy you're tuning in and are enjoying all the different mess, um, episodes we're trying to put out there. And today is another uh, episode that I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take it away? Yeah, I'm really excited too. So the episode today is, we're titling it Fear Not. And you know, we are living in probably the craziest times that I've experienced. I mean, I'm not too far along but (laughs) um I mean we really are I mean people are just looking at the world saying what is going on and you know the thing is that we can have perfect peace today no matter what the circumstances the Lord tells us that we have peace it's an inheritance and so I know so many people whether it's you're struggling with it who's listening or you know of a friend I mean so many people out there are struggling with anxiety and so that's why we want to talk about this today just go deeper of why we don't need to fear and what to practically do so we don't have to live in fear and anxiety anymore. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so glad that you always bring up such great topics for us to discuss. And um, this is another good one and and a very, very important one for the times that we live in. And, you know, last week was National Day of Prayer, and we did a radio spot for a local program out here, Gino Gervaisi's uh, Crosswalk program. And we got to talking in between uh, people calling in for prayer. He and I were talking Uh, speaking on all the different issues that are facing the world. And um, it really is, it can be quite overwhelming until we started to pray. And then once we started to pray, you just feel it lift because it puts everything in the proper perspective. Because I think when we keep our eyes fixed above where Jesus Christ is seated in the heavenly places, we know we're in for a bumpy ride. And we just got to keep the right perspective that this place is not our home. It's temporary. And so that's, I think, some of the things we're going to address today. Um, You know, right now, Mallory, I know you know this, but I don't know if everybody out there knows this, but right now I'm doing a series on Revelation. Mallory's not part of it at the moment, even though you wanted to be, you just didn't have time at the, the, for whatever. Anyway, I didn't leave her out is what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, um, but I'm doing the series on Revelation, and we actually did this as a video series um, in 2020. And we did it as a video series when we were all stuck at home. And so I was in my backyard filming this. Um, But we're re-recording it now and updating it from that one. And so if you haven't tuned in, we are doing a series on Revelation. Check it out on our podcast. Sorry, I had to take care of my dogs for a minute. But I think where I left off was I was telling you that I did this video series in 2020. But there's something about, I'm going through it again and updating it and revising it. And there's something that I was reminded about it when I was going through it. And that's that we've been told in advance what's coming. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I love spending time when we do the Revelation series on the seven letters that Jesus writes to the seven house churches in Asia Minor, which is Southwest Turkey today. And Jesus writes this letter in particular to this little house church in Smyrna and tells them, do not be afraid because they were facing intense persecution from the outside. They were one of the churches that Jesus gave a commendation to, not a criticism to. And they were in face, they were facing intense persecution. And he tells them in the letter, look, you're going to suffer. Some of you will be thrown into prison. Some of you will have tribulation and so on and so on. But then he says, do not fear. Why? Well, because he told them what's coming. He removed the mystery of what was coming and just told them what to expect. And then he told them not to fear, but rather to be faithful instead and to endure. So Jesus wasn't removing the situation from them, nor them from the situation. Rather, he's telling them to stand in faith. And see, most of what fear is lies in the anticipation, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we fear going to the dentist if you have to get a root canal. I know I would. Mm -hmm. um, you fear getting the callback about a diagnosis. You, you fear flying. Some people fear flying. You fear the anticipation. People feared in COVID the thought of dying or being hospitalized, that anticipation, whatever it is. That's what fear lies in that anticipation. So we fear because we don't know what's coming or what to expect. Well, like this little house church, Jesus has removed the mystery for us. We look around the world, we see a tremendous unfolding of events, one after the other, and many of us are afraid and wondering what is going on. And yet he told us all through scripture what's coming, that a shaking like no other was going to come to all peoples, all nations to shake the corruptible away and usher in the incorruptible, the uncorruptible, his kingdom. And that's what we're seeing right now. Do you have any thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Yeah, I think that's so good. I'm glad that you pointed out with that story that, I mean, that was a pretty intense way to start it off. Oh, that, that tribulation. No, yeah, no, no, it's so good though. But I mean, that is what's to come. That's for me more fearful than the dentist. So that's, you know. Um, no, no, I fear the dentist you know, pretty good. Just getting down to it, like this is what is coming for believers. But I love that Jesus said, you know, you, like you said, he just says, fear not. This is what's coming. And it's not just fear not, and then he leaves us. That's why he sent his Holy Spirit. And so it's a process, and it's a journey. And I'm sure that those people weren't like, okay, I'm just not going to fear anymore. And so that's why we're going in what we're going to be talking about today. How do we fear not? And, you know, if you're a Christ follower, if you're walking in obedience with him, our inheritance is perfect peace. I mean, can you imagine that? Mm. I mean, just for some of you people out there who are daily dealing with anxiety, just to imagine, just start imagining that inheritance of perfect peace. And, you know, we really can experience peace that surpasses all understanding, no matter what the world climate is. It is constantly changing. And if our emotions, if our peace is based off the news, we'll never have peace. And... Yeah, you know, I think the reason why we wanted to bring this up is because, like we said, so many of you guys are struggling with this. And I talked to so many people who are just, it's a daily struggle. Mm -hmm. And so we want to help you get free of it. I really believe that today in this podcast that people will start on their journey to get free from anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if you know this, Mallory, but this is kind of a fun little thing to, to throw out there to all of you guys. Did you know that in your Bible, there are the Bible has 366 times where it says, do not be afraid. 
And so I want to encourage you, if you are filled with fear, fear not. We have been told what to expect. And I want to, again, I guess, continue going into the heavy. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. No, it's but, so good. I'm glad you said But that. here's here's an example. Besides all the tribulation stuff that we're told is coming, right? Second Timoth- Timothy 3 says, know this. So know this. All right, that's the first thing. <laughs> know this. That in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, excuse me, blasphemers, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, okay, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people stay away, turn away. They're also learning they, they're all, he also says in here, they are always learning, but never come to the knowledge of truth. And then if you keep going, what else does it say? That evil men and imposters will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And we taught on this in our follow me study, that those words, literally that evil men and imposters, those words literally come from words that mean enchanters and incantations. In other words, witchcraft, that spirit, those spirits of witchcraft, the rulers of the darkness of this age from Ephesians 6, that's the category they fall under. They are at work right now, energizing atmospheres into a frenzy. And so when you walk out your door, the atmospheres are thick with chaos and, and people that are experiencing all this because those evil spirits are at work. And Paul says, before he gets to all that, that all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Boy, I'm really getting kind of heavy in this, aren't I? But he says, we must continue in the things we have learned. He says, so, I mean, part of being a new man is putting on the new man. Colossians 3 tells us part of the new man is letting the peace of God rule our hearts. So Paul, who wrote Colossians, who wrote Ephesians, he knows, he's the one that wrote 2 Timothy, um, the, the everything we just read. He knows all of these things are coming in the last days. He's trying to prepare the people in the last days. This is what things are going to look like. But yet he's the one that's also writing, let the peace of God rule our hearts. That's in Colossians 3.15, because we are all called in one body to live that way. And so despite what's going on around us, despite, as long as we know what we're up against, I think then sometimes, again, it's that fear, that's that anticipation. But when we know what we're up against, which God has so graciously let us in on all these secrets, we know we're going to be up against people like that. We know we're going to be up against bad Um, attitudes and boasters and people who are going to be speaking vile things. We know that there's going to be an evil, an evilness nobody has ever experienced before, waxing worse and worse. But yet he's basically saying the same thing Jesus says to that little church in Smyrna. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. Uh, Continue in the things that you have learned. So despite all this, we've got to find a way to let the peace of God rule our hearts, as Colossians says. And we're supposed to do this as one body, he says. Can you imagine if the whole body of Christ removed fear and had his perfect peace ruling Mm -hmm. us? Oh my goodness, we would preach and teach and witness and evangelize and serve and pray and live out. 
I think, live out our Christian lives in incredible freedom and boldness. So I just want to encourage you again. I know I said a lot there. I don't even know if what I said no, made so sense. Yeah, um, but don't fear. You know, it is going to get really bumpy out there, my friends, before the return of Christ. But remember, Father has entrusted all of the power to close out the end of this age to his son, to Jesus. So no matter how rough it gets, we can trust Jesus to do the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like that church in Smyrna, he's not going to remove the situations and he may not remove us from them, but he encourages us to stand faithful and strong. And thank God we have the Holy Spirit to strengthen us for such times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I love that. And I like that thought. What would happen if we were all free from fear? I mean, I think it's probably the number one thing gripping the church. And yeah, so I want to share my story um, just about a time where I went through a, kind of a long time that I went through a time of depression, and anxiety. And so I think that maybe you could talk about this too, but I mean, for us, we're not like saying like, oh, just don't be fearful. It's like, no, I really struggled with times of anxiety, of times of anxiety. And, you know, it just felt so overwhelming sometimes. And, you know, there were times that I just couldn't even pinpoint what it was. I would just wake up and almost every morning I would just feel anxious for a few years in a row. And, um, so, and that was after my commitment of being a Christ follower. And so, you know, when you become a Christ follower, it doesn't mean that everything just gets so much better all of a sudden. It really is a journey And the thing I know is that, you know, some people, they can be healed instantly of anxiety and be totally free in one moment. But for most of us, and even those people, we need to walk it out on the daily and we need to be renewed in our minds. In Romans 12 too, it talks about this. It says, don't conform to the world any longer. Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, we've heard this verse a lot and you know, God, he's so good. His name is Jehovah Mikadesh. He's the Lord that sanctifies us. So he's the one who will sanctify us through the power of the Holy Spirit, like Carol was talking about, to make our minds into the mind of Christ if we ask. He says, ask for things and I'll give it and, you know, ask for that. And, you know, we've talked about submission in the past before. I just want to say this too. I think we need to talk about how some of us, you know, we want to be free from anxiety and we say that we want the mind of Christ, but do you really want the mind of Christ? Having the mind of Christ, it means loving the things that God loves and it means also hating the things that God hates. Would you say that you hate the things that God hates? And, um, you know, peace, it's a blessing and we receive it when we come into submission to God. So that's one little tip here is that if you're struggling with anxiety, Um, you know, we all want peace, but are you willing to submit all of your mind to Christ? Not just that part that feels anxious. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? What was your root? Did you ever figure out the root of where you struggled? Did you ever know Mm -hmm. like maybe where it came in or what it, how it started? Yeah. So that's a spoiler alert for the last, no, no, no. It's totally fine. No, I'm going to add it in here. Um, so for me, I went through, no, it's totally fine. I went through many years of anxiety. Some seasons were better than others. Some were, um, harder. And finally in the last season, you could say that it was so hard. The Lord said, do you trust me? It was every Mm. single day. The Lord kept saying, do you trust me? And so I would wake up in the morning and he told me to picture Jesus. So I would close my eyes in the morning 
and I would picture Jesus and I would look at him in the eyes and say, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And that was the root of my anxiety for me. And I wonder how many of you guys out there is, Mm -hmm. do you really trust that things are going to be okay? Whatever may come that we're still okay. And I just want to share a little bit of my process as well. You know, I kind of had to get to this point of like, okay, just a, you know, it's just a mind game too. And that's what I'm talking about is submitting our minds to Christ. But you know, I think, okay, this thing that I'm worried about, cause there would be some things that I'd be specifically worried about. Okay. What's the worst that could happen with that? Okay. Well then I'd be okay. Well, what's, what's like the actual, actual worst thing that could ever happen in the whole entire world. The worst thing that could happen is that Jesus could come off his throne. Okay. Well that will never happen. So that just gave me, I don't know if that encourages someone out there, but that gave me so much hope that the worst thing that could ever happen will never happen. Jesus is always on his throne. He's always in control. And because of that, I can totally trust him. That is such a great point because it makes me think of that is a, it's a great question to pose out there to all of you guys, you know, who God is to your, your image of who he is, is really the most important thing about you. Is he a God that is in complete control? Or do you look at the situations in the world like war, like famines, like all these things and think, why doesn't God just fix this? Are you angry with God? I think that's, that's a really important question we need to answer within ourselves. It's so important for us, you guys, to settle in our hearts who God is to us. And once we do that, I think you will find that peace that Mallory was talking about. You know, one thing, he will not come off of his throne. Mm -hmm. So no matter how bumpy it gets, no matter how rough of a ride it's going to be, God is in complete control. And he does things his way. His ways are not our ways. And so we just have to settle that in our hearts. But I also agree with Mallory when you said to just start asking him to help us feel his peace. You know, he is called the Prince of Peace. So ask him to give you peace and faith over fear, faith over fear. You know, in my 20s too, I had a story. I started struggling with anxiety attacks. I don't know if any of you out there have experienced those, but they were and are, I think, some of the scariest situations you can find yourselves in. And I didn't know what they were called at the time, but they, when they started, it was debilitating. I had to drive, I, we lived in Atlanta and I had to drive this really far distance to work. And I would find myself feeling like I was having a heart attack. And so I would have to, I couldn't drive. I'd have to physically pull over on the side of the road or go off of an exit. I found myself in church buildings. I found myself in convenience stores, people were trying to help me. I found myself, even if we went to a movie, I would have one in the middle of a movie. I would be rushed to the emergency room. I can't tell you how many times I went to the emergency room. It was debilitating and they came out of nowhere. I'd never had anything like this in my life and it started when I lived there. Well, this went on for about one and a half years. And I know, finally I went to a doctor, um, and, except you know I was always in the emergency room besides that. And they never saw anything wrong with my heart. So finally, I went to a doctor after it happened too many times. And he started asking me about my life. Well, I had just moved. I was getting married. I had a new job. I was in a big city. There was a lot of all these life changes going on around me. And he just put his pen down and he looked at me and said, you need to find peace. He said, when these 
he, you know, that's what he said. And when these attacks come, he said, start taking really deep breaths and picture peaceful places. And so I did. And I was not um, really walking with the Lord like I should have been at that time, but I did. And I'm also a pretty determined person. I'm the type of person that doesn't like to go to the doctor and do all those things. So I did not want to have any kind of a regiment with a doctor. And I did not want this in my life anymore. So I started practicing what he said. And um, and I finally was talking to some other believer about it and that what I was up against and what I was battling. And she told me, she goes, what you're up against is a thing called the spirit of fear. It's a spirit. And I thought that sounded so weird at the time. And I really didn't even understand anything like that yet. But something in me just clicked, like it bore witness to my spirit. And when I took a step back to look at my life, even the patterns in my life growing up, the moment this girl said that, it's almost like everything came rushing forward. I was a fearful person. I had a fear of the unknown. I had a fear of... Um, whether or not I had upset someone. So a fear of people, you know, you want to be accepted. I had a fear of failure, you name it. I saw it clearly. And I saw it also as patterns in my, in my parents, in my family. Mm -hmm. It was a huge thing and I carried it with me. I didn't even, it became so familiar that I just Mm -hmm. carried it with me. And fear had been a part of my life growing up. And now that I was in this other pattern in, in my life, I had gotten used to operating one way with fear. Well, now all these other things were out of control around me. So I started oper- it started manifesting out in a different way. That's what was happening. And, and what I discovered, and maybe this will help someone out there, I was submitting to the wrong thing. I was submitting to fear. I hope that makes sense to somebody out there. I desperately wanted peace. And I did not want this to ruin my life. But I realized that the moment I felt something trigger, I ran to a place of fear and not to a place of faith. And so I started working on this every day. And I'm going to tell you to somebody out there, I overcame it naturally. I took authority when it reared its ugly head. I started learning how to pray. I started praying scriptures over myself. I started praying for this peace. And I'm telling you, it it took a lot of work, but it worked. And over the years, I pulled this stronghold down in my life. I got rid of the anxiety attacks. They were, I have never had another anxiety attack since then, ever, Mm. ever, ever again since then. Again, naturally. And, but I did it with God's help. And I was, I was fervent on trying to get fear identified and, and understand the root of it so I could get to the root of it and not have it just paralyze me. And so piece by piece, that's what I did. And I want to encourage you, you can too. God does not want us to be in bondage to this strong man. And that's what he is. He became a strong man over my life. And he he becomes a strong man over a lot of people's lives. So first, what does scripture say? First, you must bind the strong man before you can plunder his house. Well, that's what I started doing. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was binding up the spirit of fear. And then I was taking my life back. I was, All those things he plundered from me, I was plundering right back. I wanted my freedom back. And and then I just started memorizing scripture, especially the one where it says, you know, um, uh, God, he is the one. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, 
who teaches my hands to war and my fingers for battle. He is my uh, my refuge. He is my place of peace. He is God Almighty, my Redeemer, my Deliverer, my High Tower, my Fortress, my Refuge. Not the false fortress of fear where so many of us have run or are running now, but God is our fortress. So the moment anything in me even begins to trigger or anything wants to rear its ugly head, that familiar spirit that comes back in, I immediately take authority over that thing and I go straight to the refuge of God Almighty. Wow, what a testimony of that. And I, I'm sure that so many people are encouraged by that. How long would you say that like it took you to overcome that? Oh, I think, well, for me, it was probably anywhere from six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. And the moment though I started feeling stuff come on, I immediately, I mean, I immediately started to take authority. And I'm telling you, I, it's, it's truly um, the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And and it, we have everything we need to overcome these things. We just got to start using them. We need other Christians to help tell other. I was I'm so thankful for that girl that mm-hmm. told me what it was. I had no idea what it was that I was up against. Yeah. So maybe that helps someone out there. Yeah. And I think that is so good to know, too, is that it won't just come off in one moment. And I resonate with you as well. I'm at this place where I have freedom over that strong man, over that, over that spirit of fear but it came through a journey. And that's kind of what we're talking about is that it, it's hard work. You can't just sit there and let the enemy torture you. You got to fight. You got to get the sword of the spirit out and fight back with the word of God. And it is not for the faint of heart. I will tell you that is that it is a struggle and a fight, but I mean, God gives us everything that we need to overcome it. Can I say one more thing about that? And, and it goes along with what we opened up this podcast with, all the things going on around us. Once we you start conquering that stronghold in your life of fear, that's why I can, Mallory and I can talk about these things that are going to mm-hmm. come upon the world and the whole earth is going to burn up and fire and whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're not, real, we're not filled with fear. There's an understanding of what God's going to do. And we have high respect and fear of the Lord in that, but it is not a fear that involves a torment that torments Mm -hmm. you in your mind. Yeah. I think that's key. That word torment. I mean, it's just awful, but you know, if you're struggling with anxiety out there, ask yourself this question too. just take a second, ask yourself, do I really believe that I can live a life of peace no matter the circumstances? And I think this is a great place to start because if you really don't believe it's possible, chances are you won't experience it. And I think that for you, this is kind of goes back to what you were saying with that spirit. Once you realized that it was a spirit, you probably knew that you could overcome this and that this wasn't you and separating yourself from that. And yeah, once yeah. I stopped being wigged out that it was a spirit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's what that's that a spirit. is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, if that's you out there and you've been trapped by that lie, trapped by that torment that you'll always deal with some sort of anxiety, I just even pray a blessing over you right now in the name of Jesus, that that lie would be broken off of you, that you no longer have to live in that torment, that God would meet you and that he would show you the truth of all that he has Mm -hmm. for you here on earth even. 
And I want to encourage you to take some time after this podcast. If this is you get before the Lord and repent of believing this lie, repent of partnering with that, um, spirit of fear and ask him to encourage you in the truth. And, you know, you share in your testimony, Carol is the Lord gave you verses. And I pray that God would illuminate verses for each one of you. And, you know, uh, the internet is our best friend at times. You can even just do a search, uh, verses for anxiety. And that's a great place to start. And, you know, you talked a lot about, um, about like your process with it too, of how you would, um, know what that spirit was and that you would bind it and cast out in the name of Jesus. And then, um, and then replace it with a Bible verse as well and declare and speak out truth. We talked about that in our last podcast, but how we are to speak out truth, how we are and to say, I rebuke you fear and tell you to go in the name of Jesus. And, um, you know, a lot of times when I would do this, cause I kind of went through the same process as well, Carol, that I would feel it kind of come on more intensely. You know, I think sometimes that we need to wait before the Lord in our quiet time and, or sorry, I think that when we feel this fear coming on, sometimes we just like wait for the next morning to bring it to the Lord. Like, oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of fearful, but we need to remember that the God is an ever present help in our time of trouble. And so don't let the enemy torture you in these thoughts. You know, maybe you need to take a quick time out and go for a quick walk with the Lord or just take 10 seconds to pray out loud. If you're with some, if you're with some people, just go out and just go pray these things, bind the enemy, um, and speak out truth. And yeah. Yeah. Mallory, I just think well, testimonies are really powerful, but I just think everything you said is so important. And, um, you know, especially as we face a world that is, we are being tossed to and fro a little bit. It feels like a big rocking in a boat, you know, the waves are getting bigger and, and people are trying to hold on. And, and we just want to encourage you in this, you know, if, if you have had a fear struggle in your life already, then the things that are coming upon the world might feel even larger and in your mind than um, than ever before. And that's why we really want you to try to understand what it is you're really dealing with uh, from a root level. And right now, you know, there's a lot of people that are fearing or have anxiety about things, but there is a root to it. And so we encourage you to try to figure out what that root is. Because I just want to say something, friends, I just say this all in love. But the Bible is very clear. The Lord has let us know in advance that we are going to face things. And so we have got to ask the Holy Spirit for a strengthening in our inner man like never before. If you've never prayed that for yourself, I encourage you to start. Holy Spirit, strengthen me with all of the power that comes from your glorious might. That comes from Colossians 1, but then also in Ephesians where he strengthens us in our inner man. You know, he calls us throughout the New Testament and even Revelation, the book of Revelation, he calls believers to endure and overcome. And so ask to be strengthened, as ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Because here's what's happening at the end of the day. And if we don't get if we don't get this fear thing under control, if we do not, if we do not get that stronghold pulled down in our life, we're we, we, we're gonna struggle as it gets even bumpier because friends, a new thing has to get birthed. The new earth and the new Jerusalem must come at some point. And you may not have any idea what I'm talking about, 
but we got to start talking about it. There's, there's so much the church doesn't talk about. We've got to start talking about that this present age must end at some point and eternity has to begin. And so we're going to start feeling that squeeze, much like a baby does on its way out of the birth canal, right? That pressure is going to be felt because the, the path is going to get more narrow and narrow. Jesus is narrow and his path that we are called to follow few find scripture says and so as things get more narrow in the world the pains are going to increase tribulations are going to come scoffers are going to come accusers are going to come and jesus even says himself in luke 21 26 that men's hearts will fail from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth Men's hearts will fail in fear. That's what we don't want. And again, I love how he says, and the expectation, fear lies in the anticipation of things. What are they going to think of me? Where am I going to go? What kind of job am I going to have? It's this anticipation of the unknown and fear finds itself right there in the gap. And he doesn't want that for us. This is, this is, there's no better time, my friends, than now to begin dealing with this spirit, especially if it's come up through your generations. You know, First John says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment, as we mentioned. The spirit of fear tormented me. I could have crashed my car some days. It was tor it was sheer terror and torment. Never forget that. If that's what you're experiencing, if your life is a life of torment, it's a spirit of fear and we need to deal with it. Yeah, I think that's so good. And I think that a key point is to, you know, for all of you out there listening, what is the what is the root of the anxiety for me it was trust for carol it was the spirit of fear and a lot of times generational for me generate oh generational yeah so for her it was that spirit of fear that came over her generation so get with the lord and um you know every time i ask the lord god what what is this? He always shows me. And so keep asking, you know, the Bible says that if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us. So that is such an amazing promise that he will not leave you hanging. So ask the Lord, where did this come in? Was it a trauma? Has it been in generations? Was it, I, you know, maybe is it your life patterns? Are you watching the news too much? You know, what are things in your life as well? Um, you know, maybe, there's something that you need to cut ties with. Is there witchcraft in your life? Are there different spirits that you're partnering with that you need to repent of and need deliverance from? Like we were talking about, like I was saying before that, you know, our minds need to come into submission and then we get that blessing of peace. So yeah, find out what it is. And God is so kind again to show you what it is. So you guys, we bless you with that. Is there anything else that you want to say, Carol? No, just we bless you with perfect peace. And always remember when you feel that come upon you, you can just say, get behind me, Satan. I have the Prince of Peace on my side and let his peace rule your heart. As it says in Colossians 3, I think 15, let the peace of God rule your heart. That's a scripture you can start memorizing today. Mm hmm. Yeah, so good. Well, and if you guys are dealing with an anxiety too, we would love for you guys to reach out. We would love to pray for you. 
Uh, our email is preparetheway at jcmcolorado.com. You can also reach out to us on Instagram. And um, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.